0: All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to this week's Be The Man podcast. Um, Happy to have you guys joining us today. Pastor Stacy and I are here sitting in Johnny's old office, that we, our little office that we do this in every week. Pastor, how are you doing today?
1: I'm fantastic, dude. I'm just ultra relaxed for some reason today. Don't know what that is. Got a haircut. I love it. So um, that always relaxes you a little bit. Feel a little new.
0: You know, Wednesdays are, are, it's, you know, it's one of my favorite days to be here on campus. You know, we got all the ministries going on and it's kind of like, the, the calm before the storm right now. It's about four o'clock for us recording this, and in about an hour and a half from now, it's going to be full of people. and you're in here with
1: me, dude. What are you doing? You I, should I be love out it. there. <laughs> you love should it. be out there getting ready.
0: I got you in here, man. I love it. So last week, we did talk about, um, we talked about being the provider. We did. And we yes, talked about we what it means to be the provider in the context of finances. Yeah, absolutely. It's spiritual and talked stuff like Talked about all the
1: other aspects, and yep. then we really honed in on the financial aspects of it and and talked about a handful of things. you got to have a plan. Yep. Uh, remember we talked about that. Uh, and really, it needs to be something that both of you come up with. Both of you have to have some input on it or it's not going to work. Right. Uh, you know, and it, it may seem like elementary school stuff, but then you got to do it. You know, you, It doesn't do any good to have a plan if you're not going to execute that plan. It's true. So whether that plan is uh, – uh, any plan that's out there, we talked about so many different ones last week, or just a few different ones, and it doesn't matter. I will say there are a lot of – A lot of plans, a lot of really cool things you can do financially out there. So get yourself somebody that's really good in that arena and ask them to help you develop a plan, then execute that plan. But I kind of finished off with two thoughts that I think kind of hang on those two, which is you got to leave room for the flexibility of life coming in. Uh, you got to have that backup, that emergency fund. Uh, that flex fund. I love that plan you talked about where yeah. you had a separate flex fund. 5%. Where, yeah, a little a little play money. If you can pull that off, that's a good thing. Then we talked about return on investment. As you're stewarding your money and, and you put it out there, make sure that between you and your wife, you're, you're sure that you think it's worth what you're putting in, what right. you're spending out. Make sure you're getting that value. Remember, price is what you pay, value is what you get. And there's last week's podcast in a quick moment a right there That's brother awesome. there it is, right there, so this week,
0: you know I, I we talked a little like you know we talked about those finances last week, we talked about being the provider, and you know in, in addition to recapping that, I kind of want to I'll let you kind of speak into this, but I kind of want to ask you a couple questions I'm in on Specifically, giving.
1: Yeah, and, I think that's right, man. You know, there's
0: there's the context of, of giving ourselves to our wives. You know, you yep. know, giving up our time, we are fully theirs, and they are fully us. You know, ours. But there's also the the tithing aspect. Absolutely. Of it. So Absolutely. you know, when if, whatever comes to your mind on speaking into that, I've got some questions for you. So whenever you're ready, me fire those questions. But I'll let you speak into. that I like for a it. Bit.
1: Well, I will say this too. Um, hard to talk about. We should talk about giving first. Maybe I should have said that. Last week, we should have talked about maybe giving first in relation to its priority. It's got to be first in your life. That's the first thing you have to consider. But it's two different podcasts, and I really wanted to catch it in the aftermath so that the emphasis would be on it as people leave this thought of provision. As they wrestle through those things we talked about, those are great. But they're really subordinate to giving. In in the grand scheme of things, especially spiritually, and the blessing you get from it in the physical is just a byproduct. But it really should be your first priority in how you handle your money as a Christian husband, as a Christian family. It should be first and foremost in your mind is how do we handle giving? We talk about time. You mentioned that. You know, the Lord's given us only so many days to steward on this planet. So we want to make the most of those, dude. We don't want to just be out there blowing daylight and burning yeah. time. I, I want to make the most of those. Even on those leisure days where he gives me a moment to unplug, yeah. I still want to honor him and, and be available to him to be used by him in those moments. So we steward our time. Talent, okay? Okay. Eli, I apologize to you that we're we're monopolizing every talent you have here at Trinity Fairview. <laughs> it. Uh, it we're not allowing you to. You're stewarding it well. Let me say that <laughs> we're pushing you uh, to to overuse on your talent. But all of us have it. something yeah. that the Lord's given us that we're able to do. I have people that every time I get in my car, I think I thank the Lord for a couple of people, man, that keep that thing running and yeah. have talent that they're willing to utilize not only on. In my life, but in the life of so many other people, right. that's a talent that the Lord's given them and a passion that He's given them. You think about somebody who's good at decorating or somebody that's good at, uh, yeah, we're talking about planning for finances. I know financial planners yeah. in this church body that, that steward their talent to help people do better, to do a better job of stewarding their finances. So time, talent, we talk about that. But ultimately, I think when you talk about giving, the, fact, the first thing that leaves to mind is the treasury. All right, let's... You know, let's pick up the wallet. Let's that's get right. the let's get let's get the let's get the app out for that's the credit union, and let's see how that. we're doing. Uh, what's that four hundred three B app that uh, you know my investment at? Let's track that. And me, I haven't even been looking at the stock market lately. I don't think that's a good idea right now. Just don't pay any attention. Maybe maybe next year we'll look at it and see where we are. We'll reassess. Um, but it always comes back to money. You know, money's when when you talk about stewardship or when you talk about giving. Usually, the first thing that leaps into people's minds is money. It can be difficult. It really can. I think I want to start out by saying, nothing wrong with money. Yeah. All right? I mean, hey, let's just be straight. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And if you've got a good job... And God is blessing you. Or, or maybe, you know, some people might look at you and say, well, it's not easy for a rich man to get in the kingdom. You know, I, mean, you, I don't want no riches. But reality is the Lord kind of gets to you. I love that old saying, he'll get to you what he can get through you. Yeah. So a lot of people he just trusts with a lot of money. And, and on any level, you can see yourself as maybe having a little more than somebody below you, no matter where you are on the totem pole. But I just want you to know that to me, money's not a bad thing. Yeah. The scripture says that the love of money is a very bad thing. Yeah. You're, you're going to be in trouble if you start clinging to possessions, if you start clinging to finances. And, dude, we talk about finances being one of the number one reasons that marriages struggle yeah. and even break up. We always leap to this idea that there's not enough money when we're talking about finances. Does that make sense? Sure. All right, marriages break up because there's not enough money right. or they don't spend well. Don't Sometimes marriages break up because somebody loves money, brother, and they need it. They need it to be in the bank. They don't want the other party to buy anything. They don't want anybody to go anywhere, and they end up putting someone in a cage. Yeah. Caring more for the financial or the the material than they do for the relational part of the marriage that they're in. So money, in and of itself, is not a bad thing. You just have right. to be careful with it and understand that the enemy uses it mightily. You know, and, and I think though, from we talked about this
0: last week, and that kind of leads into the first sort of question I had was: there's a lot of couples that you said come to you who they're like, "I got all this money, I just don't know where it goes." Right. You know, and and that money that they've been given to them is a good thing and it is a profitable thing. Yep. But What is the problem there with certain things that just money's gone? Where is it going? And like they don't have a plan, or is it they're not you know you know exercising their resources well? Probably a little bit of both.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think you know if you aim at nothing, that's what you're going to hit. Yeah. So I think not having a plan is at the foundation of that for sure. But I think there's probably more to it than that. I think there's some spiritual elements to that because part the first part of your plan has to be given? How am I going to support the work of the Lord? Because the reality is how much of your money belongs to you really, Eli, in the grand scheme of things? And the answer is none of it, really. Um, How much of my time belongs to me? Actually, none of it. I only have what the Lord puts in my hands. Now he's good to me to give me control over it. And all he really asked me to do is use it somehow to support the kingdom in the best way that I can. So I think... The reason you might get to the end of the month, there's too much month at the end of the money is the old saying, you know, um, I got too much month to go, I'm out of money. I think you get there. Certainly there is a press today. Inflation's there. Money's not going as far as it used to be. Uh, Maybe you didn't have a, a plan. You don't have a plan. So it's easy to get beside that. But I think that. Ultimately, there's a spiritual root to this, too, is am I doing with it what the Lord's asked me to do?
0: Right. So then, uh, you know, I I think this kind of ties into this concept well, and I I definitely want to bring up tithing because we've been talking about that. But I think what you're saying is that giving goes beyond just tithing. Absolutely. It's it's giving the resources that the
1: Lord has given you right back to Him because He's the one that's given it to you in the first place. He owns it all. He owns it all. So when you talk about tithing, you brought that up. You know, people ask me all the time, Eli... Was well, tithing really biblical, and does Lord really expect that anymore? Right. I mean, that's kind of a uh, an Old Testament deal, Pastor. That's that's under the law. That's really under grace. That's um, well, you can take your pick uh, how you want to look at it. Um, but it, for me, if you're going to go New Testament, you're not helping yourself by trying to get away from giving ten percent of your money. If you're going to go New New Testament, <laughs> because it's clear that the Lord says I own all of it. Yeah. So. Really, all of it's mine. Right. So you give above and beyond. Certainly, I think your one of your next questions might be, well, then what do you think about tithing? How does that relate? I think that the tithe was instituted well before the law. I think that the Lord um, put that into play well before the law. That There we have that example. Uh, Melchizedek, people go back to there, you know, that, that example. Yeah. That a tenth of all that you have is holy and sacred unto the Lord. People even go further back than that. So... At the very beginning, we'll just say this. I'll summarize it this way. Before the law was the principle of tithing. So you can't say and just brush it under the rug and say, well, that was a, that's a thing of the law. Because I think there is something to that, 10%. I think that's stewardship. I think that is uh, what the Lord would like from you. And, yea, we might even say require from you. But I believe there's more to it than that. I think there's offerings that you have to give, which is, are above and beyond that. So the reality is... I want to treat everything in my life like I own none of it and right. he owns it all and what is he asking me for?
0: So how do you, how would you tie that into the being the provider because that was the you know the last episode we talked yep. about you know that was the titled episode y'all and I called mm-hmm. that being the provider be the provider and you know there's a lot of being the provider of giving the resources that the lord's given you for your family and, Absolutely. you know Paul says to do it as you know cuz you're otherwise it's you're you're worse than an unbeliever Absolutely. So how would you equates I guess that idea of giving or
1: tithing with being the provider. okay good I think it's a very smart, smart move as a leader yeah. spiritually it's a very profitable move and again, we're not saying that you're investing in the Lord and you're expecting I've, I've had people in my ministry come to me and say, man I gave you, you know people told me I get tenfold back I hadn't seen that yet. Well they've missed the whole point yeah but but you do have this underlying promise from the Lord. You give in the way that I ask you to, you trust me in yeah. this. Malachi says that. Yep. Right? Malachi three eleven. Hey, trust me in this. And what does he say? The, he'll rebuke the devourer. He will. He'll make things go a lot further than they should yeah. have. He goes on to say, I'll open up the windows of heaven, right. and I'll pour out a blessing on you that he cannot receive. So here's the Lord committing himself. And as far as I know, Eli, and all the word, I could be wrong. There's some, uh, I'm, not, I'm scholar enough to get myself in trouble. So if, <laughs> if I'm wrong in this, I welcome that. But that may be the only place I see where the Lord says, test me out. Yeah. Try me out in this yeah. and see. So trust me. Test me in this. Give, bring all your tithes into the storehouse. And yep. we could talk about where that is a little bit if you want to. So the storehouse, where do you receive your ministry from? All right. All right. Where is the place that you receive your ministry from? What is the local church body that you're plugged into as, as a regular occurrence in your life? Where is your spiritual home and your ground zero? That's where you need to bring that 10%, yeah. and you need to support the work of the Lord right there. Right. He says, you do that, and you watch what will happen. I'll open up the windows of heaven, and I'll, I'll bless you. Yeah. You won't even be able to receive the blessings. I, I do believe some of those are not material, but some of them are. Okay, I know after story in story sure. my own life Absolutely. where the Lord has been faithful. The second part of that that you mentioned, which is astute, is he will rebuke the devourer in your life, okay? I'm just going to just get right real with people right here. I've been at this a long time. I'm better at it sometimes than I am others. I'm honest with you. I'm more on the beam, tithing, and giving. Other times, sometimes I let it slide. I think I can't afford to do that right now, Lord, yep. or I'll make it up. or I'll... I'm telling you, I've never found myself in a financial bind and looked back and found out that I was systematically and in, in spiritually giving to the Lord. Most times when I find myself in a bind, I, I stopped that somewhere back there, even with a good motive or... I'll catch up on it, I'll ca- and you never really do. I mean, you ne- right. sometimes you do, but in the grand scheme of things, once you're by that moment, it's best not to think of it as catch up. It's best to say, all right, here I am, and let's start. Right. But I've never given to the Lord in a tithing and an offering way that he hasn't blessed me. So there's a way when you want to receive that blessing. God has committed himself to that. A second thought that we, I started to talk about, and now I'm going to talk about it specifically, is this. he rebuked rebuke the devourer. I say it this way: There's things in my life that have lasted far longer than they ever should have. Okay, yeah. he's made them go a long way. Yeah, I, make, those I make no bones about the fact that I drive cars. Listen, I've got. I'm going to think about the cars I'm driving right now. So I've got one that's about to turn over 200,000 miles. <laughs> I've got one that's got 215,000 miles on it. I've got another one that's got 210,000 miles on it. So if you do a little math, that's about 200,000 miles on every vehicle that I own. They shouldn't run that long. They really shouldn't. They shouldn't run that long without me working on them week in and week out. And sometimes you have to work on them. But I believe that's what the Lord's talking about. Hey, I'm going to take care of you. The roof on the house is going to go a little longer than you thought it was. Um, The groceries in the house... You know, somehow they're going to just last you a little longer. I think about the widow's oil, right, yeah. that never ran out. That's right. And there's things in my life that because I was faithful to the Lord, he's just touched them. Yeah. And he has said, and I'll get emotional, he has just said, So I'm going to take care of you in that. Amen. I'm going to take care of you. I got you. And things in my life just last a lot longer than they really should have. That's awesome. I find when I get away from that principle that things I think are going to last a long time, right? They just don't. I mean, all of <laughs> a sudden that's just broke all the time, and that I lost it. Yep. Where did that thing go? I've bought this five times. Why have I bought this five times? Well, there's some practical repercussions, and I don't want to even. I, maybe that's maybe. Let me let me think about that word. There, is, yes, there's some practical repercussions yeah. when you choose. Absolutely all right, I'm just going to not do that, Lord. You need to be ready because there's, there is a sense of covering, yeah. that rebuking of the devourer in your life. The repercussion is I've taken that covering off my life. It's not that the Lord is judging me in that moment because that's not who he is. It's just that I've taken that covering off of my life that I don't want to do that So I love that rebuke to devour, man, and uh, a lot things will last a lot longer.
0: Yeah, and I think about the, you know, we talked about this too, and I want to be careful in the context that I say this, because, you know, last week you talked about the return on investment. Yes. And the return on investment for the provider is that there's eternal, you know, glory for you in heaven, and there's things like that. And there's also, like you said about, I remember the example you used about Tammy, that return on investment is way more valuable Absolutely. You know, saving that extra dollar or whatever. Absolutely, man. So then, again, I I, I want to be careful in the way that I frame this, but in a
1: sense, there is a return on investment Absolutely, giving. I love Luke 6.38. That's one of my favorite giving passages. And, and, you know, people, again, smarter people than me might argue that I shouldn't apply it in the way that I'm about to. But I think that it readily applies in the way I'm about to. The Lord says give, and it'll be given unto you pressed down, shaken together and overflowing. And, and here's a key to that. Shall I cause, I'll cause men to give it to you. All of a sudden people are going to be, you're going to just find favor in right. people's eyes. All of a sudden, someone's going to come alongside that business opportunity. Someone's going to know you're going to school and they're going to say, let me buy you books this yeah. semester. So, so the Lord is going to cause that. He's going to bring some favor into your life. So there is a grand kingdom return on investment and it has nothing to do, I'm going to go back to that, it has nothing to do with I gave 100 bucks. I should expect a threefold would be 300 seven, 700 maybe I'll get the tenfold, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know which thousand. one am I going to hit, Lord, you know, for this thing right here. I, I have to tell this story about Billy Graham. I don't know if you ever heard this before, Eli, but he used to tell this on occasion that early in his ministry early on when he was traveling just he he and ruth in a car just going from preaching engagement to preaching engagement he said i found myself on a sunday uh, not engaged but traveling between yeah. two places so he right. said we just went into this little church that we were passing going to worship with them on a sunday he said they passed a plate um i had in my wallet a ten dollar bill and a one dollar bill and when they pass the plate, I'm going to pop that one in there, you know, God bless them. Use it, use it here, Lord. And he said, the plate came by, I chucked that one in there. And then when I looked back in my wallet as the plate was going away from me, I realized, dude, I threw in. the $10 bill in there, right. you know. And he said, I, I almost wanted to get up and go and, get it. Yeah. yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> Let me change that out, you know. And uh, he said, Ruth was just kind of looking at me. And after service, she said, Billy, don't think the Lord is going to give you any return on that ten bucks because He knew you meant. He knew you meant to (laughs) give the one. He knew it. You might have given the ten, but He knew what was in your heart. So that's what He's going to reward you on. So the Lord is not in the business, though, of, hey, you give me twenty bucks, I'm going to give you a hundred back or 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 eighty or whatever, Uh, whatever the ratio you choose is. You know, three sixty, whatever. I'm not going to be giving you back on a on a regimented basis. It's not like an interest rate somewhere. What it is is I'm trusting the Lord that when I'm obedient to him and when I give in such a way to him, when I follow his Holy Spirit above a tithe, when I, when he says to me, Stace, you know, I need you, I need you to do this for me and I'm going, Oh shoot, I got a choice to make. You know, and when I'm obedient, he's yeah. saying, Look, I'm going to take care of you. It's good. You, you're never going to outgive me. My old granddad used to say that to me when I was a young man. He started really early Son, you cannot outgive the Lord. Yeah. You cannot. And I'm going to go back to your point because I'm going to lift this a little outside this earthly perspective. Um, my granddad never had a lot, he just never did, man. Never had much of this world's goods. He had a lot of talent, could fix anything. <laughs> Anything, man. Yeah. He was just gifted in that way. I would ride with him from house to house in his old Econoline van with his tools, and he'd go in people's house and fix their furnace. And Ralph, let me pay you. Oh, no. You're not going to pay me anything. Uh, he just never had yeah, anything. Good. But he's in, he's in glory. Mm. And I can't imagine what he sent ahead of himself. Amen. Just by being obedient and generous yeah. with everything the Lord had given him. That's good. And that's what I'm looking for. Certainly, there's a return on investment in this life. God's going to take care of you. He is. I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed out begging for bread. I love that passage. I'm going to take care of you. That's good. So he's going to do it here. But ultimately, the real return is, man, when I get there, oh, my goodness. Eyes not seen, ears not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man, all that the Lord has prepared. For those who love him, and that's that's, awesome. that's a part of this, man. Yeah. So, uh, how, I, I'm I'm preaching more than I'm answering questions. Hello? So I, I keep going, Eli. I'll keep talking all day. Uh, but God is the return on investment that you ask about. It's undeniable. Yeah. Uh, God's promised you that. In Malachi, we talked about it explicitly. Other places, he's made. Hey, look. That's Jesus. Yeah, give and you give and you watch what I call. And, me. And you know, I think this probably me what you
0: were exactly alluding to. But I think I've had you know people have asked me before. It's like I just don't have the money to give. Okay. You know, it's like well, well, what is that? There's no point in me giving because I don't because and, and, I don't have the money. I don't have the resources. Yep. I don't have the finances. So Absolutely. would that be kind of where you would go with that? Is the eternal application of this is yes. far beyond what you. Can I, really I
1: could yeah. I I think I'll. I'll help, I'll help those folks right here if I can. Yeah. So here's what I tell people when they come to me and say, Pastor, I'd love to give. Because that's, that's their heart. It's their heart. Absolutely. I would love to give, Pastor. But maybe by the decisions I've made or m- maybe by some stuff out of my control, it appears to me in this moment, I just I don't have yeah. an extra dime to, to give. You know, I would say this. You know, we talk about 10%, we talk about more, and that is very biblical. Of course. But the Lord says, uh, you know, obedience is better than sacrifice. So take a step toward obedience is my counsel to folks. Dude, if it is $1 that you can start giving, start and see what the Lord does. He will bless that. You know, he's going to make a way for you to get out of that place in debt. He's going to make a way that maybe prohibits you from giving, or maybe some bad financial decisions that you've made. He's ultimately going to come alongside yeah. you and help you. Yeah, uh, that is faith. Think about salvation. I say this all the time when I give an invitation. I love to see people come forward and I love to see them pray. But in my mind, soteriologically, that was a big word hey, I on. threw out there. That was a big word. I love it. I think the minute yeah. that someone begins to say to the Lord, I believe uh, the minute your heart begins to respond to the prompting of the Holy Spirit in faith. That's good. I think it's a done deal. Yeah. I think the re- rest of that is mostly for us yeah. so that we can come and, and, and experience that conversion moment yeah. with others and with the Lord. And it can have the deepest impact in our life and launch us into a life of discipleship. But I believe in reality, if we could see in the spiritual realm, yeah. that move of faith is all oh, the Lord's it's after. Right. It's, it's instant, instantaneous when that happens. And I think the same is true in this realm of giving and stewardship. That That desire to give, and in that moment you start yeah. All right, Lord, I'm going to start at this the best I can. So I, I'd like to talk about giving in, in three ways. I think if you're going to look at the temperature of your stewardship, and, and you want to know, all right, how do I get started? Yeah. Or, or maybe am I doing enough? You may be on the other side, and God has really blessed you. I yeah. mean, you made a good investment or two. You had a business that he just put you in the right place right. at the right time, and I he just blessed yeah. you. Maybe you invested over time. Maybe someone left you some money. Maybe you had parents who, right. who, who had some foresight and said, look, I, praise God, let me bless you. God's right. been good to me. Right. Let me bless you. So no matter where you are, maybe you're somewhere in between, I think when I want to measure the temperature of my giving, I ask myself these questions, and these are very biblical New Testament questions to ask yourself, is am I giving systematically? Yeah. Okay? I think that's big, and that's what I was alluding to just a minute ago. Have I found a way to give systematically i think that's important and that is a linchpin of giving in obedience to the lord is find a way to systematically give to him again if you're trying to just get started systematically give 50 cents if that's what you can do right and then start to increase that as the lord blesses you in 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 your life and some of the greatest advice i've been
0: given too that i put into practice is systematically give it first. Giving absolutely. It
1: is first. Don't wait till you run mm-hmm. out of money. And no, like, no. First make... fruits. First fruits. It's a first right. fruits kind of thing. It's absolutely. Um, yeah. So that's that's a great, great insight, Eli. That The Lord doesn't want your second best. Um, the second thing I always ask myself is, am I giving sacrificially? All right. Oh, that's good. So you may have enough money where you could write a check today for $100,000 and you wouldn't miss it. I do not have that, Eli. I'm just going to tell you. Uh, but whatever your number is, you you know, there's probably a number in your life that you could say, eh, okay. I mean, I, I see it go out, but in reality, <laughs> that's not, not going to impact my life today. That's right. not going to really impact. There's, um, I love that Old Testament. I will not give that to the Lord, mm. which costs me nothing. Yeah. I will not do it. Not going to bring an offering to the Lord that cost, didn't cost me some. So it needs to be a little sacrificial. sacrificial, okay? But more importantly than those two, and those two hinge upon this, it's got to be spiritual. Yeah. Is my giving spiritual? Am I doing it because I love Jesus? Am I doing it because I want to be a part of the kingdom work? Am I doing it because I Believe wholeheartedly that that is the best thing to do in my life. So that spiritual underpinning to your giving, all those have to be there. So if I'm looking for the temperature of where I am at any given moment, um, I look at those three things, dude. And, could I, and I wanted to add another one. I think selflessly.
0: Absolutely. You know, it's not for your gain. It's not for, you know, it's, it's not a selfish thing. Or to go out and say, I gave this much money, or I donated yep. this, or I did this, yep. so I can get
1: glory from Absolutely. it. It's selfless to give God the glory. Amen. So let me try to tell a couple stories. That's what I'm good yeah, at. On. So just encourage people's hearts. Uh, just two or three days ago, had a young man standing in my office, and he was in this place that we're talking about. Uh, hadn't been able to give those were his words i haven't been able to give pastor uh but he said honestly my wife and i talked about it prayed about it talked about it and it was a sticking point with us we knew we should be doing something right and he said we just came to the realization that we were going to go to the front end of our money and we were just going to say all right (laughs) there you go we're gonna do it it's great and he said i'm and i won't tell the exact story because it's his story but the story that he told me that happened like two days after they started giving, you know, hey, bam, there it is, Lord. It was like tenfold. Yep. The Lord just handed cash money yep. back to him and he's like, That ought to encourage you. Yep. And that happens. Absolutely it happens. Yep. It's happened in my life more times than I can mention. Likewise. I had a grand guy um, that uh, he's retired a lot older than I am now. But when I was young in life, he said to me, I went to meet with my accountant, Stace, and I want to tell you something that we talked about. I want to tell you a conversation that we had today. He said, this was the end of the year. I'm about to pay my taxes and all this stuff, and we're walking through the numbers, and my accountant looked at me and said, why are you giving that much money to the church? And and his words to me were this, you really can't afford to be given that much money. I understand. Hey, give some. I get it but you can't really afford in your life situation to be given. You got, he had five kids. You can't afford five kids. You got, no, you can't afford that. And he said, I looked him right in the eye and said, you don't understand. I really can't afford not Mm. to give that. As he said, Stace, the Lord has never failed me. Never failed me in my life. Amen. Time. I'm going to tell you a personal story from early on in my life. I was not in the ministry, but I loved Uh, worship leadership, you know, leading student ministry, doing a lot of stuff on the volunteer, you know. Um, You've been there not too long ago, doing a lot of stuff on the volunteer. Uh, One of the things I really loved was led worship and was camp pastor at a a local uh, student student and children's camp for a lot of years. You know, uh, I had a job in that day, newly married, uh, that There was no vacation time in this job. You know, if if I wasn't on the road, I wasn't making no money. So I had to decide, am I going to take 10 days off and go do two weeks, a girl's week and a guy's week, back-to-back down there? I mean, and you start asking yourself, Lord, I've been doing this a long time. You know, I've been doing this a lot of years. Maybe maybe somebody else's. You know, all these things run through your mind. And the bottom line was I was a little nervous that, again, being the provider... How how are we gonna, gonna make up? Yeah. How are we gonna make up for that? Because nobody's gonna pay me that. This right. and that and the other, you know. Well, the Lord finally just said, you know, what, what are you what are you doing, Stace? Don't you trust me to take care of you? That's, yeah, that's at good. the bottom of all this. You gotta trust me. Do you feel like I want you to go? I said, Well, yeah, I really do. Well, then there should don't worry about it. If I want you to go, I'm gonna take care of it. And the day I didn't tell anybody else. Yeah. The day that I told him behind the wheel of that truck on the road, all right, I'll go. I went back, dropped my truck off, got in my car, drove home, opened my mailbox. From my insurance company was a check (laughs) with a letter. You overpaid. How many times is your insurance company going to send you a check back and say you overpaid? And, dude, it was for not 10 days' worth uh, because the 10 days were in a weekend. So I had four days on one side, four days on the other side. So I had eight work days. I got... I got from that insurance company more than I could have made in 10 work days on the road. <laughs> wow. And it, I laughed. It was like the Lord saying,
0: come on, I got come on, you. Stace.
1: Yeah. So early on, even with your time, when you're thinking, oh, I'm not sure, because that's a double whammy, Lord. I'm giving up my time. Yeah, and I'm happy to do that. But on the backside of this, you know, I got, I got a wife. We got a, a house. We got some... You know, I we got well. We got a nice mobile home. We got meals we got to buy, right, right. Uh, bills we got to pay, and the Lord was like, "Stace, I'll take care of you." So, That's make sure that you do those things, guys. I couldn't give you if I could only give one piece of financial advice. It would be learn to be a good steward of what the Lord has given you. Learn to be a giver. Learn to hold things loosely. All right, learn to hold the things of this world. Don't let them hold you. Okay, you, you hold them, and as the Lord leads you. Be obedient. Listen. Give spiritually to the Holy Spirit. Sometimes and usually, it's going. He's going to want you to set up yeah, some kind of yeah. systematic way, and certainly, it's going to be sacrificial and selfless. Bottom line is, the Lord's going to talk to you about where you are.
0: And how could you, you know, if there's a if there's men out there because I mean, you know we're be the man here. Absolutely. You know, if there's men out there that are struggling and they're thinking, well. Talking to their wives, we can't do this. This yeah. or we, you know, I don't know how I'm going to be able to provide. How, how you think I'm going to give? I can't even provide. Absolutely. So, what kind of words would you have for men like that? For yeah, kind of I would say,
1: and, and and Eli, I'm going to make sure that I know what you're asking me. Are looking for a guy that maybe doesn't, or a family that's struggling income wise, and maybe lost a job, or they yeah, maybe, or absolutely. is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So that happens. It happens, guys. So a biblical precedent, and it's hard for men to do, is first of all, got to make the need known. That doesn't mean you're. you're you're begging people for it's money yeah. but get around a couple of brothers that you know and say look you don't you don't have to give yeah. them specifics but just say look you need to pray for me yeah. uh, a couple of things have happened and um, you know financial things have changed and they do there's that flexibility we're talking yeah, about absolutely. things are going to change so something's changed in my life uh, the business shut down got downsized um, you know find a couple of brothers to pray with you yeah. uh, make the need known to them and to the lord and, and watch what He does for you. Begin to pray for an open door somewhere because I don't believe that the Lord would have you struggling, okay? Yeah. Uh, and, and be willing to take what He offers you, okay? Be willing to, to, to do something. My dear mother is one of the most uh, wise people I've ever known. She is so wise. And one of the things that she taught me while I was very young is, son, don't ever be without a job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ever, if It doesn't matter if you might think it, it is a job that you might say, well, they're not paying me enough there to make ends meet. But there's something about yeah. anything coming in, and there's something about making the endeavor to go work that the Lord sees. Yeah. And it makes you feel good about yourself because you're not sitting at home That's going, true. oh, man, I wish I had a job, and i got to have one that pays me X dollars. So my advice to you is That's find good. something. Find something to do. Let the need be known. Find some people to covenant with you in prayer and be in prayer yourself with your spouse and say, Lord, look, um, you you know where we are. This wasn't a thing of my making. Um, I'd be happy to work if you'd open a door for me. Always be aware that, Lord, are you leading me somewhere else? Are, Are you changing me for a reason here? Is there something going on? And I could tell you again, I'm a storyteller. I could tell you story after story after story after story of middle management in 08 09 and and 10 that were they were making money and money was flowing (laughs) then all of a sudden there was nothing Nothing. and it wasn't i'm going to find another middle management job because every company was doing away that's where they started trimming fat man quickly in those days and to watch how the lord provided for those guys in ways that they couldn't even believe and that the overflow of the testimony was i'm better off
0: (laughs) Than I
1: was Yeah Uh, Environment's better The money's better Seems like we're doing better And when you trust the Lord with that He's going to open a door for you
0: Yeah And uh, one of the things I learned too You know And I'm still trying to learn And I think it's a Again it's one of those innate things That men are not very good at Is learning to receive Learning to to say Look I can't do it And I got to If somebody's willing to give me something Learning how to receive that And say Appreciating that Instead of saying Oh I got this I got it I got it on my own Yeah So Received. you know
1: i'm not i'm not i'm not asking you to, to 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 go down on the on the at a red light with and ask people for money to right. pay in Absolutely. that's not what we're talking about norma asked you to go to church and pick out the right few people and say <laughs> hey i got a real need i'm talking about getting with some brothers that you trust and love and just say um yeah, I have a need ah eli i can't help but tell one more story um i'm in fruitland back in the day um College, just a place that trains young pastors. And one of the stories that I heard out of there from my dad firsthand when he was there, this was back in the 70s, mm. and no one had anything. He always jokingly says, uh, We had to take up a collection to buy one cup of coffee out of the machine and split <laughs> it. They didn't have Keurigs there in those days. So he'd all of us would get a couple drinks of coffee before class, you know. And he said, A guy came in and he said, Man, I got a job, guys, but I can't get to it. My car's quit. It's uh, you know I'm trying to pastor this little church I'm trying to work I'm trying to do all these things I got the kids and I don't know what I'm going to do he said would y'all mind just to, just to pray with me yeah. that the Lord somehow give me a car I don't care what it is some some motor transportation Something. that I can get back and forth so they said they were at class that night because they were all working in the day and pastoring so they were at class that night he said before class we just got down and laid hands on the boy and asked the Lord to do what only he could do he said he came in the next day with a set of car keys and I got a car. God gave me a car today. I can get to working back. And he said, man, we're celebrating, rejoicing that evening before class. And one of the other boys said, well, I wish you'd pray for me because I need one. I need a car. Yeah. So he said, all right, let's pray. Man, they got down and prayed. And he said, the prayer ended. And that guy that had the keys to that car the Lord had just given him said, it's not my car.
0: Wow. Hmm.
1: It's yours. And he wow. said, Gave it to him. Handed him the keys.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: So, presented another problem. They're he back he to praying for too. this guy. So he said, Man, we rejoiced with this guy. And he said, Well, let's pray for him that the Lord will give him another car. He said he came in the next night with two sets of car keys <laughs> and said, God gave me two cars today. Wow. Is there anybody else wow. in this wow. room needs a car? I know, here I am. <laughs> so that just shows you wow. that. The Lord is faithful Absolutely. when you're honoring his call in your life and when you're being a steward in his life. Um, that's just a cool story that comes from someone in my family that, that tells you that God's going to honor his, yeah. his word to you, that he's going to take care of you. Guys, this, there's a reason that this is, uh, that this is something that the, the word talks about a lot. Yeah. It's not easy to do. It's not. I, I tell you, there's a reason that Jesus that we're warned. Hey, don't get, don't fall in love with stuff. Yeah. There's a reason because we're given to it. Mm-hmm. We're given to falling in love with stuff. So guys, uh, I think for me, I struggle uh, regularly saying to myself, hey, so These are things. Yeah. You know, these are just things. They really are." Um, and I'm getting better at it. You know, the older I get, the better I get at it, I think. And, uh, but I, I'm always living with the realization that at any given moment I can grab something. Yeah. All right. So that's my best advice to, to you. It's, it's just, uh, it's, it's not a trite thing. I'm not saying just trust the Lord. I'm saying test Him. That's yeah. what He said. It's good. Try me out. Yeah. If I don't come through for you, see if you can find a better way to do it. That's what He's saying.
0: You know, and I I think about, too, you know, and I was, I'm, I'm going to be doing a, a message tonight for the students about faith, about the shield yep. of faith, you know, and stepping out in faith. And I think there's a big difference between faith and trust. You know, faith is definitely this ideology, this real firm belief, but trust is when you actually take that action. And, you know, one of the things I've been trying to pour into the students was, I mean, you can have faith, all the faith in the world, but do you really trust in the Lord? You know, yeah. Do you really trust Him? Are you really taking that action, taking that extra step and, and putting your full trust in Him? And I've been... That's all the hey, things you just told me. That's encouraging for that's me. That's the brother. daily challenge, man. It is. Um,
1: Absolutely. I, the greatest definition of faith I ever heard was this I just really believe it. Yeah, yeah. It's true. I just really believe it. That's the best way for me to explain faith to anybody is I, you know what? I just, just really believe it. this. I yeah. believe God's going to do what He said He was going to do in my life and that deep, settled peace. Um, Sometimes I, I have a hard time resting there. It seems like I slide through it, and I'm on the other side of it, and I'm trying to get back to it, you know. Um, but it's a good place to be when yeah, you are and, trust and
0: the Yeah, and one of the things that, you know, the, the students are listening to this on Monday. You know, I ta- talked about this tonight. You know, you can't pick up the shield of faith without the handle of trust. Amen. You know? yeah. They, they kind of go hand in hand, mm-hmm. and, and having that firm foundation of faith yeah. is, is essential. Hey, in, and in the, the more times you pick
1: it up, and the more times the Lord... Yeah. Shows up. All of a sudden you look forward. Yeah. Oh, when the Lord starts to stretch you and go, I mean, in your mind you're going, how's this going to work out? Right. But in your spirit, you're going, oh, hallelujah. Here we go. Let's see what God is up to. So, yeah, it's a good thing to talk about faith because that is the crux. There's a reason they call it the Christian faith man because that's the bottom line you
0: know i I could i could ask you a bunch more questions i've got you know we could talk all day This is the nature of this podcast i I tell you and maybe we'll come back
1: to it dude you just hang on to them we'll we'll make it
0: you got any any final thoughts or no i just
1: love you guys man and um i'm going to tell you something that 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 i think will help you and encourage you it is really in my opinion the widow's mite guys that keeps the work of the lord going yeah It's The big gifts are great. They really are. And if you're blessed out there to be able to write a check for a million dollars to the church or the ministry that you're involved with, if it's Trinity Affair of You, please give me a call. I'll meet (laughs) you somewhere and get it. I'm not saying I would reject big gifts, but I'm going to tell you, it's the widow's might. It's those people giving more than they really can afford to give under the leadership of the Holy Spirit that keeps the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ working around the world. So guys... Just be faithful in what He's called you to do. And when you're when you faithful and obedient to Him, He's going to give you all you need to be the provider for your household. That's good.
0: All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in this week. You know, Pastor Stacy and myself love you guys. And if there's anything Amen. that you need, you reach out to us. And if you're on the little camera today, hey you're guys. checking us out, then <laughs> y'all leave us a comment, leave us a like, leave us a review, and ask us any questions you need. We'll see you next time. I'll be All the man. right.
1: See you guys.